Okay, Gavoch, good Hanukkah. Um, that starts the, um, it must be eight, Chazorah session now, but uh, we are up to Yud Gimel, starting from Yud Gimel Amadada, a little left to do today. Um, Yud Gimel Amadada, just, just after the, um, just into the Gemara, where it says, Tonu Rabbonu. Right, Yud Gimel Amadada, just into the second parak, into the Gemara, Tonu Rabbonu, towards the, towards the bottom of the page. It's been taught in a brighter. Kriyashama Kirtova Divrei Rebbe. Rebbe holds that Kriyashama must be said as it's written. It should be uh, as it's written, i.e. in Loshan Arkadesh. Um, you have to read it in Loshan Arkadesh. But Chachom, in the Chachom, you say B'chol Loshan, you can say Kriyashama in whatever language you say desire. Ask the Gemara, my time is the Rebbe. What's the reason of Rebbe? Why does Rebbe say that it's got to be in Loshan Arkadesh? Because he says, Omar Karah, the Potik says, Vahoyu, it says, Vahoyu Adavarim Ho'eleh, Vahoyu teaches us to have Yosan Yehu. That these words of Kriyashima should be in their original format, i.e. in Loshan Akodesh. The Rabbonon, the Rabbonon who say you can say Shema in whatever language you want, my time, are you, what's their reasoning? Omar Karah, because the Potik says, Shema. First word, Shema. Bechol Loshan Shoato Shemea, which teaches us, Whatever language you literally hear, you, but we often find Shemir also can be an expression of understanding. Whatever language you understand, say it in, in, in that language. So the Gemara asks, Ula Rebbe Nami, according to Rebbe as well, Hoktiv Shema, Rebbe who says, Oh, Bahoyu, it's got to be retained in Loshan Kodesh. Why? What does he do with the word Shema? Sahumi Hashmea He already needs that word to tell us that you've got to, when you read Shema, you've got to be able to hear, Shema, you've got to be able to hear what you're saying. You've got to make sure the words are audible to the extent that you can hear what you're saying. The Rabbonon, what did the Rabbonon say back to that? They hold, commands the like the one who says later on, that if a person cannot hear what he's saying, he's still the answer. As long as you at least say the words, there's a little bit of discussion about that later on, about... Um, when we say the Voynich, uh, not the Voynich, but a hero, whether hero or Kedivra, I mean just thinking the words, but that's enough. That's not to do with here. Here we're saying you say the words, but it's a question of whether you can, whether you have to be able to hear the words. I mean, some, some I think in the Roshonim do learn that the two things are connected to, we're talking about even just thinking it. But the Pashtas is saying you say the words, but you can't hear it. They hold, the Rabban say, you don't have to be Shema, you don't have to be able to hear it. The yes, but for the Ebed, it doesn't matter. Well, the Rabbonon, now let's sort of pass over to the, the Rabbonon. Nami, as well, what do they do with the word Vahoyu? Surely it says Vahoyu, it's got to be kept in Loshan HaKodesh. They say no. The word Vahoyu is needed to tell us that you can't read it backwards. Which, as we said, Rashi says, that means reading literally backwards, Uvesharecho, Mezuzah is Al, word by word. Pashtus even possibly by possibly. Again, this is discussed a little further on about reading Kriyashima backwards. But, that's what it tells us. They say, that's what the word Vahoyu is coming to tell us. From where does Rebbe know the halacha that you can't read backwards? He learns it from the fact that instead of writing Vahoyu Zivorim Oeda, he writes Vahoyu Hadivorim Oeda. The extra hey tells me ha. The, sort of the, the definitive hey, it has to be these words as it's written in the correct order. Whereas Rabbonin say to that, we don't darshan the word um, the extra hate doesn't mean anything. It's, it's not really uh, anything you can dash. Ask the Gemara Lemeira, does that mean to say, the Sobar Rebbe, the Rebbe holds, the Chalatayra Kula, the Chalashin Nemro, 
that with regard to the rest of the Torah, which either, let's just take Tosus Pshat, that means to say, when you read, let's say, Pasha Zohar, which is the Zohar do you have to, Pasha is a coin to Rebbe, you can read that in whatever language you want. Why? Because if you think that it means to say that, that, that uh, whenever you're reading from the Torah, you can read it in Lashon, you have to read it in Lashon HaKodesh, then the cost of Why would Rebbe say that over here by Kriyashima, the Hoyu, the X word, the Hoyu tells me, or not X word, but the word the Hoyu tells me that it's got to be in Lashon HaKodesh. The whole Torah has to be in Lashon HaKodesh. Whenever you do any mitzvah which is Torah related, I say for Torah related, it's got to be, it's got to be Lashon HaKodesh. Elamai, it must be, we think, it must be that generally speaking, Rebbe holds, that you can read in whatever language you want. That's why when it comes to Kriyashima, it has to say, Vahoyu, Hadavoyimoyele. So when it comes to Kriyashima, it must be in Loshana Kodesh. So it's Gemara, no, not necessarily. It's true. It is necessary to write, write the word Vahoyu. Even if Kolatera Kula, normally, you have to read in Loshana Kodesh. Why did that have to tell you in Shema specifically? What, would, what, would, what mistake could you have made? Mishum Dechsev Shema. It's because it writes the word Shema. Once it's written the word Shema, you may have made the mistake, says Rebbe, of thinking that Shema means like the Rabbana, which means you can say it in whatever language you want. And that's why you have to clarify and say, no, the Hoyu, just like the rest of the Torah is in Lashon HaKodesh, so to Kriya Shema, don't make the mistake of the Rabbana, it's the Hoyu, it must be in Lashon HaKodesh. Now let's try the Rabbana. Lememro, does that mean to say the Tzavi Rabbana, the Chalat Torah, Kula, the Lashon HaKodesh, Nemro? That's according to the Rabbanon, the rest of the Torah, let's say Pasha Zohar, or there's other things which have to be read from the Torah Midaraita, they have to be said in Lashon HaKodesh. These are Gazaitas Bechalot Lashon Nemra, because if you think that according to the Rabbanon, you can always say it in whatever language you want, Shema Bechalot Rachamon Olomani. Why does it have to tell me, when it comes to Shema, you can say it in whatever language you want? I know that. Why should it be any different to anything else? Says Gemara, no, you don't know that, because it's it's necessary. Because since it's written the word Vahoyu, I may have said like this, even though generally speaking you can read in whatever language you want, when it comes to Shema, it says Vahoyu. Like Rebbe says, it's got to be in that language. That's why I have to clarify and say, no, that's not what the word Vahoyu comes for, it's for something else, and Shema you can say in whatever language you want, as with the rest of the Torah. So to sum up, according to Rebbe, according to Rebbe, Shema is to tell me that you have to be able to hear what you're saying. The Hoyu is to tell me that you have to say it in Loshan Al-Kodesh, and the Vorim Hadavorim, the extra hey, tells me that you can't read backwards. As for the rest of the Torah, generally speaking, you've got no raya what the Shit of Rebbe is. It could be, it's got to be in Loshan Al-Kodesh, maybe not, no raya. When it comes to the Rabbonon, the Rabbonon say no. Shema tells me you can say it whatever language you are Shemea, you understand, whatever language you want. The Hoyu, not like Rebbe, the Hoyu is there to tell me you can't read backwards. And the volume of the volume doesn't mean anything. As to the rest of the Torah, again, we don't know. As we've said, the Halacha is like the Rabbonon. So it's just the Rosh and all others say the Halacha is like the Rabbonon. Strictly speaking, you could say Kriya Shema in whatever language you want. Practically speaking, we don't do that. Number one, because, as the Bach points out, Losh and Hakkadish is always better than any other language. That's number one. Number two is, because if it's any other language, then you have to be able to understand what you're saying. You have to understand what you're saying. Whereas in Oshana Kodesh, except for, except for the first Pasuk, you don't have to understand what you're saying. So it's another reason. 
But perhaps the biggest problem with saying it in any other language, which is just, and this really knocks out any other possibility, is because if you're going to say it in any other language, you have to have a very, very accurate translation. Very accurate. Now, is there anyone here who can tell me how to translate the word Vishinanta? Well, you've got quite a few possibilities. And so on and so forth, right? It's not the only example. That's one of the examples that Mr. Borough brings. We don't know how to translate it. So, yes, theoretically, if you knew how to translate it, maybe you'd be able to say it in, an, in another language. Aside from that, on top of that as well, just uh, as a side point, whenever we talk about other languages, it has to be the spoken language in that town, town of the other officer. You can't start saying French, you know, reading in French, especially if you don't understand French. But if that's not the local language, most people don't understand French, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be able to read that. That wouldn't even come into the equation. Other languages mean the spoken language. That's, that's the B.R. Lofa speaks about that. Actually, the local language, it doesn't matter. He, that, that's, he proves it. He's got quite a long B.R. Lofa there where he proves he, he comes to, he then has a question on himself from, um, from, um, from, from, from uh, I think, Triath on the Gidda. Which he says, maybe it's different there. He, he says he's quite convinced that's a double do- posture. It's a long be out of there. But, um. He couldn't say in English because he can't understand the language. No, it's got to be you've got to understand the language and it's a local sort of language. He couldn't do it in French either. Again, if you've got enough French people living there, I don't know at which point. The majority of people, I don't know, the Mr. Rose doesn't, he doesn't spell that out. It's theoretical because, as I said, it we don't have to translate it. Just one thing which comes to mind is um, some, somebody else sort of raised this point, point this week, because in Yom you know about Hanukkah, you know, Yavonim, the terrible thing when the Torah was translated into Greek. He said, why is, it, why is it such a terrible thing? We know the Torah was given in 70 languages, but Dafit was given in 70 languages. So why was it such a terrible thing when they translated it in, into Greek? I found Rubyanus and Ibishit in Yaris Savas, he says, you know why? For this exact reason we've just said. 100%. If you know how to translate the Torah, you can translate it into whatever language you want. But if you're going to translate it, make sure it's an accurate translation. When they translate it into Greek, they completely messed up the translation. We don't have those of How that works, you know, in, ter- in the practical sense, you know, art school or whatever, I don't know. But I'm just, the basic idea is they messed up the translation. When they translate it into Yobon, they messed up the translation. And as a result of it, that's why it was a Yorza Choshef Lodon, was a terrible darkness which came to the world. That, that's the, the point there. Okay, Tonur continuing on in the Gemara. Tonur Abon. Vahoyu, two lines from the bottom. You'd give me a long dollar. Vahoyu, Shalei Freya. The word Vahoyu, like the Rabbonon, like the Halofa is, means that you can't read it backwards. Hadavorim Alet Levavecha. These words have to be on your heart, literally. Yochol Tekol Aparsha Tzricha Kavonon. You may have thought that the whole first Paragraph of Shema, you have to have Kavona there. Tamarema, that's why the Prophet says, Ha'ela. Behold, you have the volume Ha'ela, Alekhlovavecha. Only these words need Kavona. Meaning, Adkan Tzricha Kavona, until here you need Kavona. Mekam Ve'eloch, Ain Tzricha Kavona. From here onwards you don't need Kavona. According to Rashi, that means the first two Psukim of Bo'ahabto, until Alekhlovavecha needs Kavona. According to Tosis, why you have the volume Ha'ela is going on the previous Prophet, i.e., just the first Prophet until the Cholma Ideh. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehudah. Omer Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said to Rabbi Yehudah, Hari Yohem, but surely it says, top of the Gimel on the days, Asher Onechi Mitzavacha Hayom Adat Levavecha. These words, what words have to be Adat Levavecha, have to be with Kavono, the ones which Asher Onechi Mitzavacha, so the word Mitzavacha implies also the future, or at least the present, ongoing 
So implying that it's more than just the past. So Mikanaftalomit, from here you learn, Shekarapasha Kudal Tsicha Kavona. Then the whole first paragraph needs to be said with Kavona. Not the second paragraph. That's what the Ho'ela tells me. Ho'ela says, Tosu tells me, it's only this Parsha. But don't think just the first one or two Pesukim. No, Asha'onichi Mitzavachot, the word Mitzavachot tells me also what's to come. Okay? Mitzavachot tells me what's still to come. How far? Ho'ela, the ones in the first paragraph. That's the Machlechus Rabbi Yezim and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yezim says just the first one or two Pesukim. Need Kavona. Lefi Rabbi Akiva, that's why I don't know, I just said that was Rabbi Yezer. Rabbi Akiva is the whole first paragraph. Oma Rabbi Barachano, Oma Rabbi Yechonon. Halacha Rabbi Akiva. The Shitta, remember the Shitta of Rabbi Yechonon. The Halacha is like Rabbi Akiva, the whole first paragraph needs Kavon. We don't pass on like this, but just remember that because it comes up again. The first paragraph needs Kavon. Ika Damasni Lo Aho, there are those who teach this. Statement of Rabbi Yechanan on the following: Ahod Tanya, that which we learnt in a brayta. Hakeri Shema. Somebody is reading Shema. Torah sheyichamin es liba. The Tanya Kama holds you have to have kavona throughout the first paragraph, the second part, the whole thing needs kavona. Rabbi Yechon, Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, Amen. Rabbi Yechon, the name of Rabbi Yehuda says, Kibin shekibin liba beperek rishon. Once he's had kavona on the first paragraph, shuv enos doris. You don't need kavona any longer. Only the first paragraph. So, we've actually had now three shifts so far. Rabbi Yehuda says just the first one or two psukim. You've then got the second opinion, Rabbi Akiva in other words, and this Rabbi Yehuda who says the first paragraph. And then you have the Tanakam of this price who says the whole thing. It's actually three opinions. But, once, here's where Rabbi Yechonon comes along. Omar Rabbi Baba Chana, Omar Rabbi Yechonon, Hanokha, Rabbi Acha, She'omar Mishim Rabbi Yehuda, Hanokha is like, that's a Rabbi Yehuda, i.e. the first paragraph. That hasn't changed. No matter which, which uh, sort of lotion we take, the halacha says Rabbi Yechonon is the first paragraph. Tanya Yidok has been taught in another brayta. The Hoyu, the word the Hoyu tells me once again, that you can't read backwards. Al Levavecho, what is the word Al Levavecho? Rabbi Zutcho Omer, he says, Adkan Mitzvah Kavono, until Al Levavecho, um, sorry, not until Al Levavecho, I made that mistake last time. Rashi says, Al Levavecho means the first parsha, right? Until here, i.e., this first parsha, Adkan Mitzvah Kavono. You have to have Kavono. Mikam Ve'ilok, from the first parsha onwards, and others from the second parsha, Vahoyu Vahoyem Shamaya, there you need, there's the Mitzvah of Kriya, it's Mitzvah to read it. Rabbi Yeshia Omer, he says the other way around. Adkan Mitzvah Kriya, the first paragraph is the Mitzvah to read. Mikam Ve'ilok, the second paragraph is Mitzvah Kavono, the Mitzvah is the Kavono. Ask the Gemara, let's go with the Rabbi Zutra first. Why is it that the second paragraph, the mitzvah, is to read it? Because it writes in the second paragraph, to speak them, to speak those words. So, surely in the first parasha it's also written, and you should speak them. So, why are you telling me the first paragraph is only kavona? Answers the Gemara, this is what he meant to say. The first paragraph, you need Kavona as well as the Kriya. The Kriya, of course, you need. In the second paragraph, Kriya below Kavona. It's enough just to read it, you don't have to have Kavona. Ask the Gemara, well, why not? Why is it that the first paragraph, you have to have Kavona, Ukriya, uh, sorry, and reading as well? Because it writes, it's got to be on your heart, i.e. Kavona, and the you've got to speak then, that's the Kriya. So, Hosam Nami, surely there as well in the second paragraph, Hoksivit writes, 
Al Levabchem, it's got to be on your heart, Ayi Kavano, and Ledaberbom. You've got to speak the words. That's the Kriya. So answer the Gemara, Ahu mi boyale, Rabbi Yitzchak. That Al Levabchem is not talking about Kriyashima, it's needed for Rabbi Yitzchak. So Amadi, he says, Vesamtem and Saborai Eile, you should place these words on your heart. From here we learn, um, these words, i.e. the parashis of Shema, have to be in the tefillin opposite your heart. That's where we know that you put it on the bicep, facing slightly towards the heart. That's how we know it. So, therefore, that Al-Lavamchen is not talking about Kriya Shema, and therefore in the second paragraph, you have no source to say that you need to have Kavon. Omama, Rabbi Yoshia Omer, Rabbi Yoshia says, Adka mitzvah Kriya, he says, Adwe Rav. The first paragraph is the mitzvah to read. The second paragraph is Tavkavono. Why do you say that the second paragraph you have Tavkavono? Because it writes In the second paragraph it says it's got to be on your heart. Not like we just said that it's talking about the spirit. It's according to Rabbi Yeshua. It's got to be on your heart. You've got to have Kavono. So too in the first paragraph it also writes It's got to be with Kavono. So why do you say only Kriya? Answer the Gemara, this, this is what he meant to say. Adka mitzvah Kriya the Kavono. The first paragraph needs both the reading and the Kavono. Exactly like Rabbi Zutra. The second paragraph is Kavono below Kriya. You've only got to have Kavono, strictly speaking. You don't have to read it. Umaishinah adka mitzvah Kriya the Kavono. Ask the Gemara, why? Why do you say the first paragraph you have to read and have Kavono? Because it writes, it's got to be on your heart, i.e. Kavono. And you've got to speak them, that's the Kriya. So, Hotam Nami says in the second paragraph, surely it writes, i.e. Kavono. And the double bomb, you've got to speak them. So, why do you say you don't need Kriya? Answer the Gemara, very That word, is not talking about Kriyashana, it's talking about Zibrei Torah. This is what the Torah means to say. Teach your children Torah such they will be able to read it for themselves. That's when in Mazdem, teach the words of Torah to your children such that they can then speak them. So to sum up, the first paragraph, everyone agrees. And you've got to read it. You've got to read it and you've got to have Kavono. The second paragraph, that's where there's a difference of opinion. Mazutra says, Le Daberbon, you've got to speak the word, you've got to read it. But the Kavona doesn't say that, because Al-Lavabchem is talking about spinner. So you've got to finish the opposite of your heart. Whereas Rabbi Yishia says, no. The Kavona in the second paragraph you do need. Al-Lavabchem. Al-Lavabchem is not the spinner, that's Kavona. Le Daberbon, you don't have to read it, because Le Daberbon is talking about Debrei Torah. Teach your children the Torah, Le Daberbon, such that they will speak the words of Torah themselves. It seems so, it seems so, yeah. Depending on exactly what he means by, by, by this career, but uh, yeah, we, the mind we don't pass on our candidates, that's why it's not brought that up. So whether he passes here or because of his he just holds that thinking in the heart is enough. That's what, what, what it would seem. You're saying that would also be Korea anyway. Yeah, you wouldn't need from... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and, unless you're going to start saying that Kriya means something else, like you don't have to read it with a trot. So, I mean, L'Chadchilo, you're supposed to, L'Chadchilo, there is a thing to read Kriya Shema with the trot, with the notes, 
the, le- the leaning notes and the I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's because that, you don't think that's from the words of the double wrong. The double wrong sounds like Tachi's speaker. So maybe, as you said, maybe it's not even here at Dibby, or you don't have to even, uh, it's, not, it's not clear. Because the only thing is, you, you want to suggest that maybe it means the concept, you don't have to read the words. A bit like Rabbi Yoda. That, see, that, that's with the Yitzhak Mitzrayim. With, with the Yitzhak Mitzrayim, it doesn't actually say anywhere that you have to say specific words. It doesn't say that. You can, Laman says, right, say whatever you want. So there he could go, Rabbi Yoda, and he could look for anything he wanted. Here it says, the Santan and Savorai, Eila, whichever one it is, for you are the Vorim, it's these words, have to be Allah you've got to have Kawan. It's not, it doesn't sound so much like a... It's more like the yeah, He just holds it. I mean, it, it, it's a major chiddush to us because we don't, we don't talk about it. We all obviously you have to read the words. And as you said, it seems it's going even further than, than Hero Kedibadon. Oh, so carries on the Gemara. Tana Rabbonah. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echod. This is Taka Dahalotha. This is the way we pass in. Ad Kan Tzricha Kavanah Talev. Divri Rabbi Meir. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Only the first pasuk you need to have Kavanah. Only the first pasuk. La halacha, borok shem is included in the first pasuk. So in other words, the first pasuk and borok shem you have to have kavana, not kavana tariza. You just pasuk words, understand what you're saying. Oh my rabba, said rabba, halacha kravimir, the halacha is taka like kravimir. Only the first pasuk. Tanya, it's been taught in a brayta. Sumcha says, Sumcha says, kolamarich beechot. Anyone who draws out the word echot, marichin the yom of shneitov, they will lengthen his days and his years. Omer Avachov Ayakov, Tzed Avachov Ayakov, Uvedalot. That means, where did, how do you draw out the word? On the letter Dalot. Omer Avashi, Tzed Avashi, Uvedalot Shele Yachtov Pechet. But, you've got to be careful not to snatch, as a result, because you're so keen to get to the Dalot, don't snatch at the Chet. The way Rashi explains it is, because if you snatch at the Chet, instead of saying Cho, you're going to say Echad. That's the way, that's the way one of the, I did quote earlier, who it was, I can't remember what the name of the Sefer was, something kind, I think it was, he says that because the Chasaf, Rashi talks about the Chasaf and the Pasaf, in times gone by, the Rishonim didn't have the terms Pasaf and Komet like we do. The Chasaf was the Pasaf, and the Pasaf was the Komet. So it's the word Echad, which says means nothing. The Kitzah, you've got to be careful to make sure to say Echad. So, that, that's what it means, don't snatch the Chet. Rabbi Yirmi Ava Yosef came to Rabbi Chiyah Baraba, he was sitting in front of Rabbi Chiyah Baraba. And Chodit Ava Marif Tuvo. He saw... Presumably, Rabbi Chiyo Bar Abel saw that Rabbi Yirmiyo, he was dragging out the, you know, he was for quite a, quite a, uh, uh, dragging out the Dalit for a long time. So Amalisi said to him, Kimizam lichte lamalo ulamato, Abba Rukhatashamayim, once you have been mumlichim, you've contemplated the idea that our Kodesh Baruch is the Mela, above, below, and the four directions of the world, Sulo Tzrichat. You don't need to do anything more. Whether it means it's also to draw it out more than that, or you just don't need to, that's talked about that offer. Shulchan Aruch seems to say it's also, but there, there is a, who was it? Um, wants to bring a riot from the Gemara later on. Is it the Levush? I think it may have been the Levush. I can't remember who it was now offhand, Elie Rabba. I can't remember who it was anymore. 
Um, the Mishabura does, does sort of, uh, he refers you to it. You, I know, the Prichodos. Prichodos is quoted, I think, in the Prima Godim. I think it was the Prichodos who wants to, he said, Sulo Trichad, you don't need to, but if you want to, you can. And he wants to say, maybe that's Shabbat with Rabbi Akiva in the ninth parak when he, it says that Yotza Nishmate, it says, uh, you know, on the, on the word Echot. He, it says, he, he sort of, he says, not a riot, maybe yes, maybe not. Fine. Now, one thing, I, I, don't, think I, made, I don't think I made clear enough at, in the shed, because I went straight to the Rabbi Yoni. Rashi, let's just read one Rashi here, because ra- this is a very important Rashi. On the Dibar Master of Adala, right, on the left-hand side, I'd say that sort of uh, seven, eight lines, maybe down into the, in the narrow lines of Rashi, of Adala, last word on the line, of Adala. Below the Ches, says Rashi, don't draw out the Ches. The Cholkam of the Omar, Ech, as long as you said the word Ech, Below Dalit, without the Dalit, it doesn't mean anything. The word F doesn't mean anything. You've got to, until you reach Chod, there's no point in having any Kabon. What are you going to gain by drawing out the Chet? Look what he says here. You should lengthen it. You should lengthen out the Dalit enough. You can be Mamre Chakonish Borosu. Above, below, and the four. Four directions. Can the Mepharish go come on as we're going to explain later on? Why am I picking out that Rashi? As opposed to? Oh, so. The, we're, we're, oh. So, so you, you, I, right, correct, correct, yeah, 100%. So, let's explain. According to Rabbi Yonah writes, this is the way the Shokhanar passes, that on the Chet, you should be Mamre Chakoresh Parakul above and below. Shomayim and Oreb. And the Dalit is the four directions of the world. The other is just to concentrate Hashem is just one, nothing more than that. Ches is Hashem is above and below, and the Dalit is the four directions of the world. Says the Lord he disagreed. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. I, I don't know if I uh, sort of um, stress this enough, but the Lord says the Dalit is like Rashi. And Rashi says specifically, on the Ches, there's no point thinking about anything. On the Aleph, there's no point thinking about anything. Because you haven't, you haven't completed the word. Until you get to the Dalit, when you get to the Dalit, then think Hashem is the Melech, above, below, and the four directions of the world. He said, that's Rashi, the Zoya, he says, Tukulim, it's clear from all of them, that's Dalot. So, you've got these different sort of opinions. But one point we did talk about is, this difficulty for, I'm assuming we've got no Taimanim, or people who read the Dalit as a, as a sort of more like a TH sound, so in which case, how can you lengthen out a dollar? If you lengthen out a dollar, it's going to become duh, echol duh. And obviously it's not duh, if you say that, it's completely wrong. So, as Gershon sort of uh, pointed me to, is the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch Haraf. The Balatanya writes, he says, because of this problem, he says that what, what it means is you should say echol normally. Just say it normally. Don't lengthen anything, just say echol clearly. And then, you can think afterwards, or while you're saying the Dalit, and the time afterwards, that Hashem is the Merech above, below, and the four directions of the world. That's, that, that's the idea. But be careful, you see so many people, they say, Echod, and it's completely wrong. That, that, that is, is, is very, very much a point to add. Also, there's a lot of, I mean, be careful, obviously, be careful to read the words, because it, it can mean other things. For example, if you read the word Echod, if you lengthen out the Alas, for example, it can sound like Echad, or Echad. Which means, not one, which is obviously uh, is a complete heresy. So we don't want to say that. Also, if you lengthen out the test too much, you can also, it'll become F-Od. 
except you've got to be careful you don't become F odd, which doesn't really mean anything. Um, and as you said, the dollars, be careful you say a dollar is put a rich. If you're a shot now, I don't know if people may think you can't really get that one wrong, but be careful because F, otherwise it sounds like Acher. Hashem is another God, which is obviously Hashem is uh, also Articosa. So, you've got to be very, very careful on, on the, the word Echod not to uh, mess it up. Um, including Borok Shem, the Halochov includes Borok Shem, so it's just sort of mentions this point. 
And uh, there is a shit, although it's not the halacha, but if you can, try, I suppose, try and be it. There's the Ba'ath who says, no, Legabi, this Nakud has nothing to do with Kavona. Therefore, with Kavona, 100%. For Kavona, only the first hostage you need. But for standing still, that's for a different reason. It's because when you're covered on Master Shamayim and you're accepting Master Shamayim in yourself, you have to have some accord, some honour, not to read it as you're walking around. Something to do with Kavona. And therefore, really, strictly speaking, it should be the whole, at least the whole first paragraph. It's only because the next process after Allah Rabbah says, that tells me that you can, after that, you can start walking again. But he says, therefore, the bus says, until Allah should stand still. It's not the main Allah, because it's not, uh, other places disagree with that. But, I mean, he's basically passing like a ride. It's a ride. It's a shift in the Roshanian. But, the, it's not brought to Shulchan Aruch itself. So that's the, that's the, uh, the thing. So the bottom line is, First line, you must have Kavana, including Borat Shane. If you didn't, you've got to go back and say it again. Oh, good point. But if, there's another problem which we haven't come to, if you say Shema twice, you say the possible Shema twice, then it may look like you're accepting two gods. Uh, for that reason, therefore, if you have to repeat it, say it quietly, so it doesn't look like no one can hear you, Obviously, the other eight says just wait a little bit and then say it again. So it's clearly two completely separate uh, shamas. That's another eight that the, 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 the Taz gives. But uh, I suppose the easiest one is just, just say it the second time quietly. But you have to say it again. And what does it mean saying it, saying it again? That means it's got to be said together the whole first paragraph. Okay? So, for example, if you suddenly realize you didn't have to come on when you're in the middle of uh, the parish of Ahabtot, back to the beginning and start from there. If you're in the middle of the Hoyam Shomaya, when you suddenly realize you didn't have Kavano, there's not such a problem. Continue till the end, Kimal Shomayim Adoret, let's say, and then go back to Shema till Uvish Horefo, and then go to Vayon. Okay? So the, the actual paragraph can be said in a different order, it doesn't matter. So that first Pasuk must be said with Kavano. First Pasuk plus Borok Shane. As with regards to standing still, you should also be standing still for, for, for that as well. If you can, even better, until Al-Lubavetha. And if you can stand still for the whole thing, even better. Right, Harizem Meshubach, not like the Bach. You can stand, uh, the Bach holds you can't, you're not allowed to stand still more than that. But we don't pass like that. You can stand still, from a, from a Rambam. But, as we said, if you can stay still for the whole thing, that's the best of the lot. Tone Rabban has been taught in a brighter. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elekeinu Hashem Echod. Zu Kriyash Shema Shem Rabbi Yoda Anosi. That's the Kriyash Shema of Rabbi Yoda Anosi. What does that mean? So Omalei Rav Rabbi Chiyo. Rav said to Rabbi Chiyo, Lo chazino lei l'rebi, the makabar alei master shomayim. I never saw, when I was sitting in the shir, well, I mean, I, I never talked to saw Rabbi Yodanosi saying shema. Yeah, he gave us the shir. He started the shir before the Zman of Kriya Shema, so he couldn't have said it beforehand. He finished the shir afterwards, so when did he do it? So Omalei, he said to him, Bar Pichsi, which is an expression of like a Ben Gedoyle, son of a great, you know, of great ancestry, what do you think he was doing? Did you notice during the shir, he put his hands over his eyes? Just for a few seconds. At that time, he was, that was when he was saying the Pasuk of Shema. Would he then say the rest of Kriya Shema? Or not? Um, in other words, after the time he went, after the shir, would he then make up the rest of Kriya Shema as well? So Bar Kapora, and Bar Kapora says, no, he wouldn't do so. Whereas Rabbi Shimon Berebi, he says, he would complete it. So Omalei Bar Kapora, Rabbi Shimon Berebi, Bar Kapora said to Rabbi Shimon Berebi, he said, Bishlam Omalei Didi, it's fine according to me that I say he wouldn't complete it afterwards, 
So the Amina the Aisha in Achit of the Gemara, he wouldn't make up the rest of it. Haimit Mahadeh Rabbi Ashmaita this by Yitzchak Mitzrayim. So that's why Rabbi Yudanosi made a point during the Shia of making some connection to Yitzchak Mitzrayim because he wasn't going to complete um, Kriyashima. So therefore, what about what about uh, mentioning Yitzchak Mitzrayim? It's the Mitzvah Zeraita. But according to you, Dharma, so you said anyway, after the Shea, he'd make it up. So, Loma Leila Ahadure, why did he have to look to make a connection to Yitzhak Mitzrayim? You can say it the whole day. After the third part of Yitzhak you can say it the whole day. So, he said to him, Kadilahaski Yitzhak Mitzrayim is man. Really, he would make it up. But when would he make up the rest of Kriyashima? After the Zman, or after the third hour of the day. No, he was busy giving a shit, so it was a special head of him, because, at least according to Stammer has shown him, only the first Pasuk is the writer. But, obviously, the third paragraph, even though, strictly speaking, you do have the whole day to, to say it, as I did find the Rishonim who speak this out, that he wanted to try and say it within the first three hours. That's the best time to say it. So, therefore, he made that connection within the first three hours. Yes, sorry. No, he said he would, during during the shiv when when Bar Kapora asked Rabbi Shimon Berebi, he said, "Why did he look for a connection to Yitzchak Mitzrayim?" It must be because because of the third paragraph of Shemai. Strictly speaking, you don't actually have to say the third paragraph word for word. All you've got to do to be yet to the the chiyav of the chiyav to Yitzchak Mitzrayim is to make a mention of Yitzchak Mitzrayim every day, and that Rebbe did. He said, did you not notice during the shir, he'd always find some, every single day in the shir, he made some connection to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. No, no, no. At some point during the shir, he made a connection. Oh. So, um, from, from this Gemara, we come out with, 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 with another halacha. What's that? We, look, we see here that Rebbe put his hands over his eyes. Why did he put his hands over his eyes when he said Shema Yisrael? So the Rabbini Yonah wanted to say that's because he was, you know, moving his eyes around in the four directions. But the Rosh says, no, that's not the reason. It's because he wanted to make sure he would have come on. He, w- he wouldn't get distracted by something. And that's what Allah offers. That's where the minag comes from. It's a minag, but no yagin, says the Shulchan Aruch, to cover our eyes when we see the first potter, in order to make sure we have come on. And we spoke about the Teres Tukinim adds which hand with the right hand. And then the Halofa for the left-handed people, we've got this... Uh, this, this uh, slight machlekas, as I'm quite convinced from the Mr. Brewer, though, I don't know if I mentioned this point as well, the very fact that Mr. Brewer doesn't even say anything, I'm quite convinced that he holds um, it uh, with, the, with, the, uh, with the right hand. As, as speaking to somebody today, what did he say? I don't know what he said, but uh, he said, but dying part, on the other hand, you know, dying part, for anyone who does with the left hand, he's. Big time with Chacham to rely upon. So, you've got, you got these two schools of thought. Stifler definitely did it, he was left-handed, he did it with his right hand. Dime Padlet told somebody to do it with his uh, left hand. But Eremosha also says right hand. Okay. He's the one who... Kershen gave, gave a whole, whole share on this, he said. So... He's done more research on the subject than me. <laughs> Sorry? 
it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, no, but you see, it's, it's not, it's not to do with spillin. The idea of doing it with the right hand is one of two, basically, the question is, why is it with the right hand? Is it because it's a stronger hand? Or is it because of a Kabbalistic reason that the right is always chesed? Oh, well, yeah, the sitzes, but again, is it because you got the sitzes, or that's just some, you know, is it a similar sibber sort of thing? Yeah, but you're right, that, that, that's one of the rides that Aaron Moshe wants to that, that's similar to what you're saying, but the, he says it's because of the sitzes, the Arizal says, should be in the left hand, and you cover your hand with, you, you cover your eyes with your right hand. He says, well, when you cut, when you, somebody's holding their sitzes in the left hand, if you're left-handed, you do it with your right hand? No, he says. Because the idea of holding the sitzes with the left hand, he says, it should be next to the heart. No matter whether you're right-handed or left-handed, or ambidextrous, your, your, uh, your heart's in the same place. So he says, obviously it means left hand for your spillin, uh, for your sitzes, sorry, for your spillin, and the right hand, he says, is posher when it comes to, to Kriyashma. So that's, 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 that's why I said, not, I mean, I mentioned that in this year, I did mention that, I think maybe that would be at the beginning of the next year, I said that, because that, that is, that is Dain Tadlo's proof. Dain Tadlo learns it from, from, from Lulav. Because the Ramal says there, if you're left-handed, you take it with your left hand. So I said to that, my humble opinion, because I, I mean, as I, 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 it's not for me to get to be my career one way or the other, but personally I would have been quite convinced it's definitely the right hand. You go with the right hand. Because I'm convinced it's nothing to do with this stronger hand, it's to do with Chesed. The Benesh Chai writes it, I mean, don't need me to say this, the Benesh Chai writes it, he says, to, to do with Chesed. If that's the case, then it's, there's no doubt about it, it goes after the right hand. Yeah, the Benesh Chai says he's got, he's, he can't find anything that I read, he says he's pretty convinced that's the reason. In which case, there wouldn't be a Shaida. I said, what, what, what's the fit between that and Lulav? There's a very big difference. Because Lulav, you're doing a mitzvah. You're doing a mitzvah with your hand. You're taking Lulav. It's like giving soccer. When you give soccer, what hand are you supposed to give the soccer with? The stronger hand. When you do a mitzvah, there's no doubt about it. When you're doing a mitzvah, you do it with your stronger hand. Here, you're not doing a mitzvah with your hand. The mitzvah is to read Kriyashma. Why are you covering your eyes? I'm convinced it's only because of chesed, this thing of, you can close your eyes. If it's just because of kavono, to close your eyes. Why, where does it come from? It's meant that we have to cover our with the right hand. Why is it the right hand? Who cares what hand? The stronger hand, you're not doing a mitzvah. The answer is it's this idea of chesed. I, I, I may well speak about this, uh, it's given me something to speak about Tash Vayigash the Friday night share. I, 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 in the end, I didn't have time to, or I actually forgot about it in the share. I, I've got, I got something to. Uh, why duck with the right hand as well? There's, there's a little more to it. Think about the Yosef Yoshef Yodah Ali Necho. When Yaakov was going down to Mitzrayim, what was he doing? He was saying Kriyashima. And what did Hashem say to him? The Yosef Yoshef Yodah Ali Necho. It's Taka singular. And maybe Yodah means his hand, is sort of Yodah on Yom, maybe. Even without that, I'll give you a little bit of a, bit of a taster. The idea, what's the difference between Chesed and Din? Chesed means uh, sorry, din means something which is fixed. Comes from the expression of die. It's got a limit. Chesed, the Redux says, means getting this limit, Shurashadin. The Redux can say, Shurashim, he says, I mean, it's not really a chiddish, but it says, Chesed means going beyond the call of duty. That's what Chesed is. So, the whole idea of Chesed over din is that we should get beyond, you know, what's, what's, what's the idea here? The, the, the Zoya says on that thing about the Yitzhak Yoshi Siyadali he says that's why there's a, a thing that when a person, when a person nifter, we close the eyes of the mace. And I heard, that I couldn't find this exact idea, but I've seen similar ideas. With the Lublin, he says the idea is because you have to close your eyes to Olam in order to open your eyes to Olam 
As long as your eyes are open to Olam Azeh, your eyes won't be able to behold the beauties of Olam Azeh. So when a person's lifter, we close his eyes to Olam Azeh, and then you can see the wonderful, the infinite beauty of, of Olam Azeh. That was the same idea. When we say Kriyashima, that is, once in the morning, once in the evening, once when we go to bed, we close our eyes to Olam Azeh, and we declare Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echol. Just for a few moments a day to close our eyes, to close our minds to everything else and think, Ein Oed Melevadah. There's nothing but Hashem. Oed Melevadah is Oed Melevadah. There's nothing. Nothing but Hashem. That's why we do it dafka with the right, with the right hand. Because when you do that, Oed Melevadah is, li- is a limit. It was created with this. Predominantly with this. British is for Elokeinu. That's why we can't see Hashem. It's, it's, it's everything finite. But the basic idea is that when we cover our eyes with, with the right hand, like it's to, to convey this idea, if we close our eyes to Elam Azeh and we, we concentrate just for a few moments a day in Ezmanavado, you'll be zoha to things which are high up and beyond. You're taking it into a different existence entirely. That's why Rukhain Velozhna says, if you concentrate in Ezmanavado, no one will be able to harm you. You see, with the Briskarov, he was once on a train during the Second World War, and the Nazis, Yumakshamon, came on. He realised he, he didn't stand a chance. He just sat there and concentrated in Ezmanavado, in Ezmanavado, they just went straight past, didn't see him. Ainaz Manavadu takes you into a different existence. That's Shabbat the Yosef 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 What's the difference between Yosef and Yaakov? Yaakov is an expression of like, like the heel. It's sort of fit. It's an expression of uh, Yaakov. It's an expression of being fit. Whereas Yosef is an expression of Hesophel. More than the, sort of the, the, the strict amount. And that's why it says base Yaakov Eish. And Yosef is the Lehov. And Rashi says, what's the difference? That's right. Yaakov is the sixth light, and the base Yosef is the light which goes surely to Merofot. It goes up and beyond. This idea can be better to Hashem. I may or may not decide. I don't know whether it's uh, a little too complicated. We'll have to see. But uh, it's definitely something to think about. That's why, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm not left hand, so I don't have this problem. But uh, I'm, I'm personally quite convinced that... Uh, I, I, I like, like this title. On the other hand, I said I can't. It's not for me to argue with Zion uh, Pablo. I leave it to the to the, big, the bigger, bigger sort of guns to to deal with that. Okay, so carries on the Gemara. Ama Rabbi Eila Bered Rav Shmuel. Yes, that's where we are. Four lines down in the very wide lines. Ama Rabbi Eila Bered Rav Shmuel. By Malta Mishmei Rav. In the name of Rav. Ama if he said Shema Yisrael Hashem and the Kinnah Hashem Echod. Then after Shein, and then he's just he's falling asleep. Yotze is being Yotze. See, all the Rishon in Perachot. There doesn't mean once you said the first Pesach of Shema, you can go to sleep just because you know you're in pain. It means if you can't concentrate after that you're half asleep, you don't have to push yourself to have Kavana except for the first Pesach. Amalei Rav Nachman the Doru Avdei Rav Nachman said to Doru's servant, the Pesukah Kamal Tiaron in the first Pesach caused me pain. In other words, make sure I have the Kavana to pay those Tiaron. More than that, don't bother. Omale Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, Bered Rabba. Rav Yosef said to Rav Yosef, the son of Rabba, Abu Kheikhe Abba Ovid. What did your father Rabba do? So Omale, he says to him, the Pesukah Kama Abba Kometai, and Avshay, the first boss, he could push himself to Fede Abba Kometai, and Avshay, after that, he wasn't too bothered if he couldn't have an ideal Kavon. Omale Rav Yosef, says Rav Yosef, Paraxon no Yikra Kriyashma. A person shouldn't read Kriyashma when he's Paraxon. Now, the Russian Paraxon either means lying on your back or your front. As Mathalik Srishonim, Lahalokha, we Paskin both. You shouldn't lie on your back or your front. The expression praxon comes from either kotkoid, which means lying on the back of your head, or it comes from kadol, which is the back of the neck. That, I mean, if it means on the back. That's what the Rabbi Yonah says. So, after Gemara, Mikra, who did a you're telling me he just can't read whilst lying on his back or his front. 
Well, Megan or Shabbat Don, but it's fine for a person to lie on his back or his front. Why do you like Kriyashma? Samazoi, to lie on your back or your front is a problem. For Rabbi Shabbat Levi, lies on Mandagoni Aprakis. He cursed anyone who lies on their back or their front. So answer the Gemara, Omri, they said, When it comes to lying down, just dumb lying, if you tilt onto your side, and the way the majority of the Rishonim learn, that means if you tilt even just a little bit, that's fine. When it comes to reading, however, reading Kriyashima, even if you tilt a little bit, it's no good. But, says the Rambam, and others as well, that if you tilt properly onto your side, that's fine. Okay? So to lie down on your back or your front, you can't do. To lie a bit on your side is fine. To read Kriyashima, you've got to turn properly onto your side. Lahalokha, however, we are machme ideally for the, for the Rabbi Yono. Where the Rambam gets strong is based on the Gemara later on, all these Rishonim. He says that no, it doesn't make a difference whether, you, whether you're a bit on your side or properly on your side. You're not allowed to read Kriyashima on your side. You can't read it lying down at all. So, either we find the Gemara later on, which seems to say that you could. The answer is there, it's not matter we're already undressed. If a person's already undressed, he's going to have to now, he's going to have to get dressed again, and then a person's not mukhir to do that. It's a tilikha, a person's not mukhir to do that. But if you're dressed, you're in pyjamas, you have to sit up or get out of bed to read Kriyashima. Ideally, one should be machmed for that, I think. That's what we say. To be choshish for the, for the Rabbeinu Yerim. Even in the majority of the Rishonim, I don't think learn, learn that the Rabbeinu Yerim. Ask the Gemara about Rabbi Yechon and Matzi Bikari, but what about Rabbi Yechon? Rabbi Yechon, he used to read Kriyashma whilst tilting a little bit onto his side. Ask the Gemara, Shani Rabbi Yechon and the Baal Bosa Hapa. Rabbi Yechon was different because he was on the larger side and therefore he found it difficult to, uh, to actually get up properly. So therefore, he, for him and Ma'arokha, if a person finds it difficult, as in the Prima Godin says, you can even still go and lie down. If you're not feeling too well, a person can lie down to read Kriyashma, but just do it on your side, at least tilt a little bit onto your side. Um, right. And we spoke a little about the idea, lying on your back or your front. Does that mean only sleeping on your back or your front, or some even just relaxing on your back or your front? So he says, the Chazanesh says, I mean, let's start, start this way around. Rashi clearly says, Lishon. He says, time and time again, to sleep. And Kemat, uh, the Mishapura, you can see, it definitely means sleeping. The only thing is, the Chazanish says, the Chazanish was much fit even some. You're not allowed to lie on your back or your front. There's, there's come and become a riot, not like that. But, again, I, I, to be a on the Chazanish, there are those who are chedek on the Chazanish, outright, and, and not only that, there are those who question whether the Chazanish really said that. Even though it was one of the Gazonim of today, who writes that the Chazanish said that, Another safer says, you see from here, you can't rely even on the God if it's just, uh, when it's just from hearing, from, because I think even he quotes, he heard it from somebody else. You can't rely on what you hear. He says he brings a riot from somebody else with a very close comment of the Chazanish who never said such a thing. So it's, it's even questionable whether the Chazanish says it. So the Rishonim say Dishon, what we did say, what we did say, and I think I have seen those who said is, because the Raya, the Raya suggests that even some to lie on your back should be a problem, is because otherwise what's the Gemara's question? The Gemara says, why do you talk about, you know, saying, Kriyashma on your back, Stamazo, to lie on your back is, is, is no good. So why does the Gemara just say, what's your problem? That's all about sleeping. Sleeping on your back, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't uh, do. But to lie on your back, you can lie on your back. That's why you have to come and say, but even though you can lie on your back just to relax, you can't say Kriyashma like that. Why didn't the Gemara give that answer? The Orochman asked the question. The very fact that he asked the question, you can also see all the problems only sleeping. But he leaves the answer. So what we suggested was, that it could be because here it's a continuation from the previous Gemara. We're talking about people who are falling asleep. Yeah? 
if you're lying on your back and there's a genuine chashash that you may come to fall asleep, then a person a person's not allowed to lie on his back. Even if you're some relaxing, you're reading at the time, you're reading in preparation for going to sleep, then you shouldn't do that. But if you're some, you're lying on your back, reading a safer, you're just relaxing, there's no chashash, you're not planning to go to sleep at all. Could be that, that's what Rashi's coming to us too, there's no problem with that. After to sleep is the actual issue is, is, is only the sleeping because as Rashi said during one sleep he may have he may have a kishi ebe he may have an erection which which is a ganai other rishonim say he may actually be mostly zera lavatola keri etc etc so that's the the um, that uh, that end. carries on the gemara ubat parokim shalom v'chuluv he talks about in kriyashma about being able to interrupt in order to. Um, in the Brochus of Kriyashman and Kriyashma itself, and to interrupt to greet people. We said in the Shitta of Rabbi, Rabbi Meir, that he says that between paragraphs, between paragraphs, you can initiate greetings for somebody you have to honor, and you can answer. Answer to who? If you say that means to say that you can return greetings to somebody who you have to honor, to ask for Mishal Shoyed, if you've already told me that you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to honor. So, uh, do you need to also tell me that you can return greetings? That's cautious. And I'll show you Rather, what he must have been saying was like this. You can initiate greetings to somebody after honor, and you can return greetings to anyone whatsoever. Let's take a look at the Sefer. We then said, in the middle of a paragraph, you can interrupt in order to greet somebody who you have to fear, and you can return the greetings. Return greetings to who? If you say that means you can return greetings to somebody who you have to fear, if already you've told me that you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to fear, you need to tell me you can return his greetings. Rather than must be saying you can return greetings to somebody who you have to honor. So it says tomorrow, in which case, kind of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir said exactly the same as Rabbi Yehuda. This time, because we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, in the middle of a paragraph, you can initiate greetings to somebody who you have to fear. And you can return greetings to somebody who you have to honor. And then between paragraphs, you can initiate greetings to somebody who you have to honor. And you can return greetings to whoever you want. So, in which case, Rabbi Meir seems to be saying the same as Rabbi Yehuda. Answer the Gemara, there's something missing here. This is how you have to teach it. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir first. But parokim in the middle of a paragraph show you can initiate greetings to somebody who you have to honor. The ain sarech loima. Those are the missing words. And I don't, of course, I don't need to tell you that shumeshim you can return greetings to somebody who you have to honor. Uvayemsa in the middle of a paragraph show you can initiate greetings to somebody who you have to fear. The ain sarech loima. I don't need to tell you shumeshim that you can return greetings to somebody who you have to fear. That's the opinion of Ra. Of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda, I mean, Rabbi Huda says, by Emsashim Ibn Ayira, in the middle you can initiate greetings to somebody who you have to fear, Ubeshim Ibn Akovid, and you can return greetings to somebody who you have to honor. Ubal Parokim Shalom Ibn Akovid, in the in between paragraphs, you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to honor, Ubeshim Shalom Ibn and you can return greetings to whoever you want. Tani Nami Hoffman says, we've learned this in a brighter. Hakari Ashima, somebody who's reading Kriyashima, Upogabe Rabbi, Ugodale Menu. And he meets along the way, he meets his Rebbe, or somebody who's greater than him. Bafarokim in between paragraphs, you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to honor. I don't need to tell you, you can return greetings to somebody who you have to honor. In the middle of a paragraph, you can initiate greetings to somebody who you have to fear. I don't need to tell you, you can return greetings to somebody who you have to fear. 
Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says, I'm Sasha Mithrai Yiru. In the middle, you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to fear. Umeisha Rabbi Nakhobed, you can return greetings to somebody you have to honor. Uva Parokim Shalom Rabbi Nakhobed, in between paragraphs, you can initiate greetings to somebody you have to honor. Umeisha Rabbi Shalom Nakhobed, and you can return greetings to whoever you want. So by now, I think we've got the point. This is my focus between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Now, the one point which does, which uh, extra point here is, from the beginning of the, of the bride, so when it talks about who do you meet along the way, your Rebbe or somebody who's greater than you. doesn't talk about somebody who's going to kill you. Which seems to be the Roshonim, the Rashba says, is a proof against Rashi. Rashi, who seems to say that Yiro means you're scared he's going to kill you. Well, that's not what it talks about in this writer. So, there were various suggestions when we talked about this in the Shir. And one suggestion, which, um, I don't know if made or I, I think a couple of us had the idea, and I did find this in the Meiri subsequently. Is that you read the Bible like this? Hakeri Eshema, Upogabu Rabbi Ugodalaymenu means somebody you have to honor. Baparokim, you meet him Baparokim, then Shalom of Yaakovit. Since he's somebody who you have to honor, then you can initiate greetings. Then Sarachlemashumesha, then he said that you can, that you, can uh, that you return greetings to him. Uva Emsa in the middle, Shalom of Yaakovit. If you met somebody else who you would have to fear, i.e., somebody who's going to kill you, etc. We haven't talked yet in the Bryce anything about, about somebody who's going to kill. We're just talking about covered at the beginning of the Bryce. That's why it talks about Rabba Ugodale Menu. Simple answer. That's what the Meiri says. And that's the way to answer it for, for Rashi. Well, no, so, 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 so I think the, the Rashba would say, for example, Rabbi, Rabbi would be somebody who is covered. He's not a Rabbi Mufuk, so you've got, you know, the, the Mora, the Asra, or something that way. He's Rabbi, so that's somebody you've got to honor. And God, I mean, somebody who's greater, like, uh, somebody who's much greater to the extent you've got to, you've got to fit. That, that sounds the way, the only way to get covered, because you understand, possibly you have to give both examples here. So one will be covered, I think that way around, whichever way around, unless it's Rabbi Mubuk, or something like that. But uh, we spoke about La Halacha, La Halacha, we, we went through all the examples again, it's, uh, take a look at the sheet, it's quite, quite complicated. We pass in the bottom line, we do pass in like Rabbi Yehuda, and we pass in the Yira, like the, all the other Roshanians, the Yira does not mean somebody's going to kill, obviously if somebody's going to kill, that's, that's a double posture that you can interrupt for that. Uh, we say Yira means, for example, somebody, uh, one's parent, or some the Mora the Astra, these sort of things, not just Tamil Thomas Kochum. Even a Thomas Kochum may not even go into college unless if if you're greater than him, then uh he's a Thomas Kochum, that wouldn't even go into college. Right, we spoke about it and we went through what about uh, with a guy, somebody who's very powerful, etc. etc. we said because of mon- monetary loss can also go is a heifer to that, that was one of the traditions that of the Allah for monetary loss is uh, you can also interrupt for for, for that. As I said, read through it again there. It may take a couple of times to, read, to get it absolutely straight. Carries on the Gemara. Achi is the name of somebody. Achi, who is a Tana in the base of Medesh of Rabbi Chia, he asked me Rabbi Chia. He asked Rabbi Chia the following shayla. The Halal of Megillah, Mahu Shiyatsit. What's the din in Halal of Megillah? Can you interrupt in the middle to greet somebody? That's what Rashi says. To, to greet. So, Amrinon, do we say a Kalvachay? Now, like this. If already Kriyashma, which is the Uraisa, you can interrupt Kriyashima, Zoraisa, to greet somebody. Halel, which is only Dirabon and Miboya, do I need to tell you? It's only Dirabon, of course you can interrupt it. 
You make a broch on it, you say full halal, same parak la parak, between one paragraph and the next, toysik, you can interrupt. It's on the sheet, there's a list of all the, what's called bain parak la parak. Toysik, but emsar parak ain't no toysik. In the middle of a paragraph, you can't interrupt. Okay? Now, la halocha, we pass, just to keep math simple, we'll just talk about the one shisha, which is la halocha, which is that of the rosh. And he says that means it's mamash, mamash, the same as kriyashma. They perak the perak, you can interrupt for even cobble. And you can return greetings to somebody for you for anyone you want. The Msar Perak in the middle, you can interrupt to greet somebody you have to fear, and you can return greetings to somebody who you honour. Mamash the same, right? The Tamid Rabin Yen is more machne, but that's not Lala. Ross is the way we pass it. The Yomim Sha'in Ayyot is Kemabayan at Halal. On days when we do not say full Halal, again, last after Ayyot, it's only a Tosha says is a Minhad. It's only a Minhad. Most take on the same thing with the days on Pesach when we say half Halal. It's also just a Minhad. It's around Bamu, so it's not like that. But, and therefore, because it's a Minhad, there's a lot of discussion. If it's only a Minhad, maybe you say a Brocha, maybe you don't say a Brocha, maybe it's Sibra say a Brocha, maybe, maybe even a Yosef says a Brocha, and maybe a Yosef doesn't need to say Halal at all. What do we say? The Maiseh, we all say, even on Rosh Hashanah, we all say Hala. Sfarzim do not make a bracha on Rosh Hashanah, I believe, like the Machabah says, with the Minhaj. We, Ashkenazim, do make a bracha on Rosh Hashanah as well. It's a Minhaj, it doesn't matter, you say with Tivonu, uh, we spoke about the whole thing at the time, we won't go back into that now. So on days when we don't say for Hala, Afirabem Tarperek Tosei, even in the middle of a paragraph, you can interrupt. Lahalokha, again there's about three shetas here, but Lahalokha, like the Rosh. And what does that mean to say? It means in the middle of the paragraph has got the same din as between, same parak and parak. It's got exactly, exactly the same din, which therefore means that you can interrupt, so I want to double check that I'm saying the Rosh, not the Tani Dirabi Niyona, but you can interrupt, you can interrupt Nipnehat Kobbers, even in the middle of a paragraph, and Meshiv Shodan Le Chol Odom. Hold on, let me, let me, let me just check that. It's not the Rabbi Niyana. Otherwise, it's gone. Halal. There's the M. I'll just read it to you. Our Yom Shayna Yachim Gomer Bohem. Our Fido Ba'em Sa'a Perek. Shayom Nitnea'a Kobit. The Meshiv Shodan Le Chol Odom. That's what we just said, yeah? Got that right, yeah. The Meshiv Nitnea'a Kobit. Meshiv Shodan Le Chol Odom. This is in other words, like Kriyashma being Peri Leperek, even Bang Sarperek, and that's the way we pass it. But you can't just interrupt for no, no necessity whatsoever, that's the, the bottom line there. Ask the Gemara, Ini, is that really the case? For he went to Ravina, the Yomashi and Ayakha came to Halal, it was the days when we don't say for Halal, Havel, but he didn't interrupt to say, say hello to him. Ask the Gemara, Shani Rabbashua, Rabbashua was different, Dilachoshua Ali Ravina. Ravina, as far as he was concerned, he wasn't even concerned in Pnei Akhobos. Ravina says, look, I'm greater than him. And you know, humility's got it uh, in one place, it's something you have to know you are. He's not somebody who has to interrupt. I, why didn't Rav initiate greetings to him though? 
in which case then he'd have to answer, because he had shot him with a The answer is, he says, the Rashba, because it's not Derech It wasn't considered Derech If it's not for Derech otherwise he would have. And finally, Boi Minei, Ashiyan, Tana, Debe, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami. Ashiyan, the Tana, Debe, Tana, Debe, Rabbi Ami, he asked Rabbi Ami the following shayla. Hashori Betan is somebody who is fasting. Mahu Shiyitah, is he allowed to taste the food? Do you say he accepted upon himself not to eat and drink? He's not eating or drinking here because he spits out the food. He was makabal upon himself not to have hanor. He is getting hanor. Taste the food gives him hanor. So Amaliti said to him, same vein He can taste it, and the way Tosis explains it, the Ross explains it, it's not even considered hanor. Although, they didn't bring it down like that. I don't know why I raised this other day, the difficulty. They say, it means that the stuck is, he wasn't the covered upon himself, uh, Hanor, he says, only Ashkido Shtia. It's not, not considered Ashkido Shtia. So therefore, the halacha is on a fast day, on a fast day, if it's a Tanis Yochid, again, this is based on the way the base is on Tanis but on a Tanis Yochid, or a Tanis Sibyl, which has been especially sort of, uh, arranged, not the Tanis which are actually written, you know, like, I saw the tables, etc., etc., on those days, one would be allowed to taste Food. On the actual pr- sort of proper fast, if you are, I mean, that we go through our Solomon Tevis, Shemot Vatamas, etc., etc., on those, the way we pass in the, the, the Ramal says that we should, we should be mapping on all those fasts not to, um, not to eat or, uh, not even to, not to taste the food. Tanya Nami Hoki says that we've been taught in a brighter, Mat Emes Enos to Unabrotha, if you're just tasting food, you don't need a brotha. But I'll show you the time that somebody's sitting in a Tanis. Same thing with Kaspadon, there's no problem to taste the food. Ab Kamo, how much? Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Tami, Achi, Rabbi Asa. He said you can taste up to and including a Rabiyah. More than a Rabiyah, you're not allowed to taste. Even on a, on a, a private part. Because then already it's called eating. Even though you're spitting out, it's called eating. That's quite straightforward when it comes, relatively straightforward when it comes to a fast. What about making a brotha? So I just want to clarify, because I, I, I just want to make sure it's absolutely clear on Friday. There are two shitters, even though normally I wouldn't say space shitters. But there are two shitters here. There are those who learn that we are talking about you swallowing food here. You're actually swallowing the food, with, not with regards to fasting. The fasting is definitely have to spit it out. When it comes to tasting the food they're making a bracha, the shayla is only a shayla if you actually swallow the food. That's the Ramam shitter. Only if you, the riff as well, only if you swallow the food. So I'm tasting it because I want, I, I swallow it, but I'm I'm doing it for the taste. Just the taste of it needs more extra salt and so then we say up to and including a revere is not a problem. More than a revere is a problem if you swallow it. However, there are those who disagree with the Ramam, Tosus, Tosus, that we're only talking about spitting out. And then in which case, got, this whole thing of revere, according to Tosus, has got nothing to do with making the broth. It's all to do with the fasting. And it goes like this, therefore, for instance, other shitter. If you taste, if you swallow the food, even the smallest amount, you have to make a brothel. I mean, I'm only doing it to taste food, doesn't matter. You swallow the food, you have to make a brothel. If you're not swallowing the food, you can taste as much as you want, you won't make a brothel. It's got a kudah and it's got a chudah. Uh, sorry, no, no, it's, it's not true. It's not, it's not, it's not even a kudah. It's because, it's, what does it mean then? So let's just sort of narrow it down a little bit. If you are not swallowing the food, then the chudayama, you can have as much as you want. If you're spitting it out, no problem. If you are going to swallow the food, 
that according to Tosus, you've got to make a bracha. According to the Ramam and the Rish, if you're having less, or in, sorry, if you're not having more than a Revere, you don't have to make a bracha. Since at the end of the day, you're doing it just, just to, to, to taste the food. Now, there's Morgan Avram who says you can go around tasting all the pots. Each of them are Revere, no problem. No problem. With regard to Atanis, however, there are those who say the Revere is accumulative. You can't have more than a Revere in the whole day. It's all laid out on the sheets. If you want to get this, it's, it's, it's all there. La Alokho, the, the Shukhanar Pasin, Sophic Baruch is the Hokel. Therefore, if you're going to taste the food, even if you're going to swallow it, if you're not having a Revere, you don't make a broth. However, says the Mishnah since the Chayi Odom says, he Pasin that once you eat in the smallest amount, you, uh, you, or so the Chayi Odom, I think, says, since there are those who, who are quite definite, even the smallest amount is a problem, therefore he says, always get out of the problem. Always get out of the situation. And what's that? If you're going to taste the food and you want to swallow it, make sure you're also doing it to enjoy the food as well. That's the, the, the bottom line. No, no, no. Bracha Roshayim. Bracha Roshayim is a different, different kettle of fish. Bracha Roshayim. Right? So again, the bottom line, the final thing is, don't want anyone going away with uh, getting the wrong end of the stick here. The bro- bottom line is, if you're tasting the food, do one of two things. Either spit it out, Okay, just spit it out and then you won't have to make a broth. You have no shine. Say, so if you want, just spit it out. If you, for some reason, you feel, or in other words, or let's say chewing food in order to make it softer for children, spit it out. You've got no problem. If you're going to swallow the food, then the bottom line is, try and make sure you're going to enjoy it as well, that you want to sort of uh, make a broth on something else beforehand. Because otherwise, it's very difficult to say that you, you, you should make a broth because then they stop it broth stock, and according to the Ramah, unless you're going to be having a revere, more than a revere, you can't make a brothel. So, again, if you, if you, the best thing is either spit it out or make sure you're going to enjoy it as well. And then you avoid all problems. Have a good book and a good Hanukkah.